Hey everyone, my name is Adam Barfoot and welcome to episode 26 of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. I am a mental health therapist and I am also a CrossFit Level 1 trainer. The Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast focuses on the integration of mental health and fitness. In this episode, I talk about how you can improve yourself and help others. I also talk about hope, taking responsibility for your life, focusing on what you can control, and living a purposefully reflective life. I am also a mental skills coach, and I offer personal mental skills coaching, which are one-on-one video meetings with me that can help you progress toward and meet your goals. Focuses for personal mental skills coaching include, but are not limited to, positive self-talk, goal setting, lack of motivation, mental barriers, performance anxiety, and self-confidence. I offer a free 20-minute initial consultation and then paid sessions from there. If you'd like to schedule your free initial consultation for personal mental skills coaching, email me at counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or message Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook or Instagram. There's a quote from Rumi. He says, Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. It's so easy to look at the world and point out things that we think could and should be different. It's harder to look at ourselves and be honest about what could and should be different. It's easy to point our finger at someone else and say, he is so clearly the problem, or she is the problem. It's harder to look in the mirror and be truthful to ourselves about what we need to change in our own lives and in ourselves. Next time you're facing a problem, ask yourself, how am I contributing to this problem? Our insecurities tell us that we can and should look outside of ourselves for the causes of problems in the world. But it's more difficult to take responsibility for the ways that we have and are contributing to the problems that are in the world and in our lives. Change starts with responsibility. We cannot take responsibility for anyone else's actions, but we can and should take responsibility for our own. Take responsibility for your life by realizing that you have ownership of your life. We don't have control over the things that have happened to us, but we do have control over the meaning that we give to those experiences. What has happened to us is fact, but it's our choice as to how we view those things. The person we become is our choice. Viktor Frankl, in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, talks about how we cannot avoid suffering and often extreme difficulty in our lives, but we can find ways to cope with it and make meaning and find purpose through it. In that book, he says, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. In that same book, he also says, when we are no longer able to change a situation, 
we are challenged to change ourselves. Our power is in our responses. Our power is in what we make out of ourselves and our lives. So many things that happen to us are out of our control, but how we respond is in our control. Ben Bergeron, in his book called Chasing Excellence, says, Focus on what you can control and ignore everything else. That is so important because whether we can control something, then we can do something about it. If something is out of our control, then we cannot do anything about it. So it's not worth paying a whole lot of attention to things that are completely out of our control. There's a quote from Alexis Carell that says, Man cannot remake himself without suffering, for he is both the marble and the sculptor. Suffering and hardship change the way that we look at ourselves and our lives. But difficult times do not have to ruin us. We shape ourselves by how we respond to hardship. We can be defined by our strength rather than our suffering. We can be defined by our refusal to quit no matter how hard things get. Define yourself by your victories instead of your defeats. We can show hope in the midst of hardship, determination in the midst of difficulty, and strength in the midst of suffering. Similarly to episodes five and six of this podcast where I talked about resilience and how we cannot be resilient on our own, we also need the help of others to improve ourselves. Improving ourselves always involves other people. We all need guides on our journey. For example, when we read self-improvement or self-development books, we are using the words and ideas of others to apply to our own lives in order to improve. Jordan Peterson says, treat yourself like you are someone responsible for helping. Improving ourselves starts with the belief that we are capable of changing. If we truly believed that we were stuck and we're always going to be the exact same way that we are, we would not believe that there is improvement and progress that we can pursue and that improvement and progress are worthy of pursuing. There is wisdom in the desire to change ourselves. I have found that I am best able to care for others when I treat myself like I am someone responsible for helping because I am someone that I am responsible for helping. I have found that I can best help others when I am doing the difficult work of improving myself. I know that I do my best work as a therapist when I am working from a place of security rather than from a place of worry or hurry. When I am strong and confident in my identity as a person and as a therapist, I'm able to do my best work. And I know that I'm not working to earn my identity as a person or a therapist. Remember who you are. In those difficult moments where you might be nervous about something or you are just worried in general, 
Remember who you are. Remember what you have done up to this point in your life and that confidence that you have earned through what you've done. There's absolutely a balance to these things because in order to have that earned confidence instead of just confidence based on no actions in particular and not having confidence that has been earned, our character shows through our actions and our actions influence who we are and our character. There's a quote from the movie American Underdog that says, Life is not about what you can achieve. It's about who you become. The purposely reflective life, otherwise reflecting on purpose and using that to better who you are as a person, so improving yourself and helping others. This purposely reflective life is about reflecting in order to improve our lives and our actions. We do not only reflect or only act, but we do both. It can really help, I've found, to spend time, whether it's the morning for you. I'm, uh, I'm a morning person, so I really like doing reflecting, my reading, and my writing in the mornings. And having that time totally by myself is super important for me to be able to reflect on what I'm doing well, what I can improve on, and also learn from my reading and be creative through my writing. So this concept of what I call the purposefully reflective life is all about reflecting on purpose, reflecting with purpose. And there is also what's called the reflective practitioner model of counseling. This is done by reflecting on what I can take with me from each session. So after the session, spending the time I can, whether that's a few minutes or longer, reflecting on what I can take with me from that session to improve in my next session. Also, what I would do the same if I could do that session again and what I can do differently to be more effective and being really specific with how exactly I would do that. We can also do this with workouts. We can think about what would we do the same if we could do that workout again? What could we do differently to be more effective and how exactly would we do that? Because we want to improve from day to day. Both reflecting and doing are crucial to improving ourselves and helping others through a purposefully reflective life. The reflection that we do either transfers to our lives and our actions or it doesn't. Our time spent reflecting needs to make a difference in our actions. Ryan Holiday, in his book, Courage is Calling, says, Just as a writer becomes a writer by writing, and a great writer by writing that which is worth reading, courage is a superlative paid for over the course of a life of courageous decisions. Similar to this, a helper becomes a helper by helping people. A great therapist becomes a great therapist by doing effective therapy with clients, but the training is crucial to getting to that point. Just as graduate school or training is necessary and also a prerequisite to becoming a therapist, I see reflection and getting feedback as crucial to improving ourselves and being able to effectively help others. 
the work of improving ourselves and helping others, the work is not just something that exists in our minds, but it also must exist in our lives. It shows through our actions. With reflection, reflection is thinking through what has happened, thinking through what you would like to improve, and also thinking about the future and how you can get to where you want to be in the future. Who we are matters more than what we do for a job or our material possessions, and our character translates into every situation that we are in. People will remember us by the impact that we have on them, and not by what we said we would do. It's true that people might forget what you said, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Keeping reflection in mind. We rarely make our best decisions when we feel worried or hurried. And it's difficult to spend time in reflection if we are constantly worried about what's next or if we are in a hurried state of mind. That's a reason that it's so important to practice mindfulness and be aware of the present moment while in reflection. And keep in mind, we cannot rush improvement. We cannot rush wisdom. We need to enjoy this moment that we are in right now instead of constantly thinking about how great the past was or how excited we are about the future. It is a good thing to look back on what we have learned from our experiences in life, and it is good and exciting to think about what we can accomplish and learn in the future. But we need to remember that all of our power lies in this moment right here and right now, and that this present moment is truly our life. Your past has influenced you and your future will too. This moment that you are in right now matters just as much as any other moment in your life. It's easy to get caught up in thoughts of, I wish things could go back to how they used to be, or I'll be happy one day when I get this thing that I've always wanted. But remember, your life is happening right now. Live in this moment instead of being caught up in your past or your hoped-for future. The way we live now reflects who we want to be in the future. Our decisions today tell us who we will be tomorrow. Our habits are leading us somewhere. We cannot control what has happened before now, and we can't control what our tomorrow will look like. But we can control what we do in this moment. There's the famous quote from Mahatma Gandhi. He said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. This quote holds a key that change starts with us. The change I want to see in the world starts with me. And the change that you want to see in the world starts with you. Focus on where you can start instead of focusing on where you wish you were. Take the first step today to be the change you want to see in the world. If you wish that people were more kind, show kindness to everyone you encounter for one day and see what happens. If you wish the world was more beautiful, look for as much beauty as you can possibly find in one day and see how differently you view the world. If you wished that there was more encouragement in the world, send 10 people an encouraging text today and see how much more you will feel encouraged in your own life. 
If you wish you received more compliments, give a compliment to everyone you talk to for one day and see how much more good there is in the world than you thought before. Because in general, we see more of what we are looking for. Also, for example, if we convince ourselves that we are going to have a horrible day, we're more likely to interpret the events of that day that will reinforce our thoughts of the day being horrible. Also, if we are convinced and we, are, we convince ourselves that we are going to have an incredible day, we are more likely to interpret the events that happened that day to reinforce that view that, oh my goodness, today is just an incredible day. When we look to encourage others, we find ourselves looking for more sources of encouragement in the world. Change those things in yourself that you want to change in the world. Improving yourself and helping others is your responsibility. It's your responsibility to create the life that you want because no one else is going to do that for you. And also, no one can help people in the exact, unique, and special ways that you can. As we improve ourselves, we can help others. There is a great and deep impact of how helping others can lead us to improving ourselves. I know that I am impacted deeply by the changes that my clients make in their lives. Regarding responsibility, I am responsible for helping my clients. I am not responsible for their actions. I am responsible for the help that I offer them. I am not responsible for whether or not they accept that help or do anything with that help. You can lead a horse to water, but of course, you cannot make the horse drink that water. I can help my clients discover insight into the way that their minds work in terms of their patterns of thinking, their patterns of behavior, and their lives in general. But it's not my decision as to whether or not they do anything with that insight or make changes in their lives because of it. I can help people think about and consider alternative actions for their struggles in life and the possible benefits of those alternative actions. I can offer thoughts and perspectives on different ways of thinking, feeling, and acting, but it's the client's decision as to whether or not they take steps to help themselves emotionally and in their thought life, as well as changing their actions. There's a quote from Hippocrates. He said, Before you heal someone, ask him if he's willing to give up the things that make him sick. And this quote is so important because it highlights that in order to change, we have to be willing to give up our old ways of being. And those old ways of being and acting as well as thinking and feeling may no longer help us. They may have served us at one point in our life, but that does not mean, even though that they no longer help us now, that does not mean that we automatically or immediately change. Change is often made up of many steps and decisions made time after time. When we are so used to being a certain way and living a certain way, of course it is difficult to change. But we have to consider which is more worthy of our time and struggle. The pain and difficulty of change or the pain and difficulty of staying the same. These are all important things to consider and to keep in mind while we are on this journey of improving ourselves and helping others. 
in episode 25 of this podcast where I talked about lessons that I learned from running a half marathon, something that I told myself during the race was that I am not here for this to be easy. And with being on this journey, again, of improving ourselves and helping others, we are not on this journey because we thought it would be easy. And we all know that it is not easy. It is a difficult journey that we are on. And it is a worthy journey that we are on. In episode 24 of this podcast, I talked all about communication skills. And those are practical tools and skills that you can use to improve your communication in order to help others. And just to be able to communicate clearly and well in general. Everyone has different character traits and skills that can help others. Anne Lamott, in her book called Stitches, she says, Some people seem to be assigned to me, as I have been assigned to other people. This quote, I think, is just a beautiful quote, because we all have people that we care for, and we all have people that care for us as well. Just that concept of being filled up so that we can give to others is so important to keep in mind, and I think it's so important to have people in life that while we help others, we need people helping us too. We all have certain people that we can help, and maybe while you've been listening to this episode, someone has popped up in your mind. And I really encourage you to consider how you can help that person and maybe even reaching out to that person today. Who you are as a person can help others. There is no one, two, three step process to helping people. You can use the unique gifts, strengths, and interests that you have to help others. Start where you are now. We become people who improve ourselves and help others by improving ourselves and helping others. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow along with Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact me by emailing counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or by messaging Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.